My name's Nick Elliott. I'm a rock art photographer. And you're listening to the legend that is Stuart Pink. The Unpartial Rock Shot. Keep listening. Keep it loud. Yes, it is. It's the As Yet Untitled Rock Show. And joining us on the As Yet Untitled Rock Show, VIP Rock Royalty, the one, the only, Nick Elliott. Hello, sir. Hello, Stu. How are you going, my man? Good to have you. Good, good to speak to you. Good to be on. Good to have you. Thanks for joining us. Now, uh, you are, uh, I forgot this right, a rock art photographer. I am indeed. Rock royalty in, in its truest form. So tell us a little bit about what you do and, and your your entry into photography before we get into the rock and roll stuff. Uh, with the entry into photography, long story, big story, Stu. Uh, I mean, it goes back to when I was just an eight-year-old lad, um, and uh, it really was driven, as usual, with these kind of stories from parents, from my dad. Um, my dad was a hero of mine, and um, photography was a really big gig, um, you know, with my family. Uh, my dad documented pretty much all of their, you know, their kind of upbringing of me and my brother's life as a family. Yeah. And, um, you know, it kind of rubbed off from there. It was a, a situation of, you know, kind of being born, knowing that I needed to do something and it was always going to be a creative direction. Um, and really my dad put me, pointed me in that direction, you know, literally, like I say, from an eight year old lad, he gave me my first camera. And, uh, from there, as they say, the rest is history. Your first camera. So what, what, what when are we talking? Are we talking about one of these big, massive, Huge no, this things. is this is ghost. This goes back obviously to yeah. It was a Kodak Brownie, uh, which was my first um, camera that Dad gave me, and uh, it was his first camera, and it was kind of a bit of a hand hand me down, you know, because Dad kind of updated his cameras when finances prevailed, you know. Yeah. Um, as the years went on, and that's where it all comes from. Um, yeah, we had two big gigs, uh, 51. 51 is, where, is my family home, I call, call it 51. Uh, we had two big gigs, which was Christmas and uh, the, the kind of traditional two-week summer holiday. Yeah. Um, and Dad documented that from day one, literally, from packing your little case and oh, getting on the train in those days, you know, and uh, creating a, 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 a documentary of the whole two weeks from start to finish, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was always a big thing, you know. I mean, my background is East End. Um, my mum was a, a true East Ender. And so, again, family parties and the kind of family thing has always been a big vibe with me. And, um, you know, so there was always a lot of pictures floating around, you know, East End parties and weddings and birthdays and all this kind of you know yeah uh, so it's it's in my blood man it's in my life you know it's all i've ever done so it started with those those little photo albums you used to have as a, as a kid with the sticky pages oh yeah 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 you're all that stuff still got a lot of them still got a lot <laughs> of them but when i lost my poor dad he, he kind of left everything there was you know the family archive as it was that amounts to a lot of images all prints you know yeah um and uh i kind of digitalized them probably about 10 years ago um i kind of put them all on the digital so i've got all this stuff now which is readily available you know on my phone i can call oh, wow. on it and you know so it's great because i've got a lot of really historical east end stuff you know and my family yeah. were quite a 
quite an influential family um, in the East End, you know, where my mum grew up. Um, so I've still got all that stuff, which is, is fantastic, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. You, you should never forget your roots, though. Never forget your roots. Absolutely. Never a true word to say. Snapshot of history, isn't it? This sort of stuff. Totally. Big time. It really is. Sorry, I'm so, subbing me JD. Oh, nothing wrong with that. Welcome to the Rock Show. <laughs> <laughs> Good to be on, man. I've been looking forward to it. It's great. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be going through some of our old photos, actually. You just reminded me. And uh, we saw there's so many pictures we've got of like family situations. There's one of my dad holding a baby, and none of us know who this baby is. Have you got any of them? But like, that's that's, like that's all people? part of it, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's all part who's of that? it. Who's that? Tracking it back and finding out who these people were and, you know... <laughs> I mean, I've got some, um, yeah, sorry to draw on about the thing, but I've got some, a VE day of my mum. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. street passes in, in, in town. It, I tell you, it's serious. Serious. Oh, amazing. <laughs> really good. Really good. This is Phoenix 98 FM. So you got your first camera and you started went yep. into it as a, as a job, as a career. Um, before we get into the rock, the rock stuff, where did it all start for a, for a young Nick with his camera? Well, it's, it, I mean, obviously, you're yeah, happy hobbyists, as I like to call them. But, uh, I mean, I left school and then I went straight into newspapers. Um, that was, you know, the, that, that was the, the foundation, the first brick in the wall, if you want, Yeah. Uh, to the whole gig. I went into the local newspaper, which was the Peterborough Evening Telegraph and Advertiser. And uh, I learned very much of my craft from some of the best guys in the business at the time, you know. Um, and it's all I ever wanted to do, Stu, you know, it's, and it's, yeah, it's all I've ever done, man, you know, and I'm in it to be the best. I'm in it to leave a mark and to, to move the line, man, to move the line. That's what it's all about for me. Nice. So outside of the rock world, you've, you've shot some, some rock stars in, in other industries. Uh, so, so before we get into the rock and roll, you've shot photos I was reading up of, of loads of people, like from the Queen to Barry Sheen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't get me started on Barry Sheen. <laughs> Barry Sheen was one of my legends, oh, one of my heroes, man. What a legend, one of yeah. my heroes. I knew the guy very well and his family. And because uh, at the time, I mean, I was racing motorcycles. Uh, my brother was racing Formula One car, uh, Formula Ford cars. Sorry, not Formula One. Bit oh. of a shame there. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Formula, <laughs> Formula Ford cars. So we were heavily involved in motorsport. And I mean, motorsport is a, another part of you know, the many rings around my trunk and, um, yeah. you know, of my upbringing. Um, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of that stuff with editorial, I then went on to, um, yeah, did the kind of traditional bollocks that you get on the newspapers, you know, handshakes, babies, shops opening and all that type of knackers <laughs> that you yeah. used to have in those days, you know. But, um, and then I went on freelancing for a lot of the, uh, what were EMAP uh, magazines at the time. Uh, which they owned motorcycle news and uh, various different bike magazines and all this kind of stuff. And because I was oh, nice. naturally in that sport, you know, yeah. um, and me and my brother were heavily, heavily involved in motorsport. And uh, like I said, I used to race the bikes and, you know, we got to know the guys and that's how I come to, to take my first drink. Not JD, I'll, go, I'll tell you that story in a minute, but it was Scotch and Coke. <laughs> and uh, because literally I met the legend that was Agostini uh, oh. and had a, drink, had a drink with him at Silverstone Clubhouse one year for the British Grand Prix. Oh, man. And, and uh, he, he, we, I was with a couple of other friends and uh, we got a round of drinks and Agostini said, I'll have a Scotch and Coke. I thought, 
that. If it's good enough for Ago, it's good enough for me. I'll make that too, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, man. Fantastic. It still makes me shiver. Still makes me shiver, Stu. Oh, amazing. Did you get much out of that and continue with it with their bike photography? Yeah, I carried on that because, like I say, we raced them for quite a few years. Yeah. Um, we had our own race team and that, which my brother was, you know, pretty much head, head kind of spanner man at the time. And um, oh, wow. we always did everything together, me and my brother. And, uh, you know, so it was a big gig. And then I let that go probably about... Uh, I think it was my first entry into marriage, kind of sacked off, <laughs> sacked <laughs> off motorcycle racing, you know. So that would probably be about 79, something like that, you know, when I let it go. But, I mean, you know, it, it was it was something that was, uh, like music, a massive part of, of my life. You know, there was three things, art, photography, you know, music and, and motorcycles. That was it, oh. you know, rock and roll. That is the ultimate, the ultimate rock and roll life. Phoenix 98FM. Because music has always been such a major part of my life and I've always worked in it creatively at a record label and various different things, played in bands, you know, managed bands, etc., etc. Yeah. Um, as, as well as doing what I, what I do. But uh, I had a very successful career in um, high-end fashion and advertising photography uh, before I specialised in music. Oh. Uh, the music goes back probably about 35 years. Um, and cut a long story short, Stu, it was, it was kind of, you know, dare I mention a word, the word, Mrs. Thatcher during those years, yeah. you know, when she was kind of, you know, literally cru- crucifying the UK as we knew it at that time. Yeah. And, um, you know, advertising then started to take a serious dive. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the stuff was going and it, it, the whole face of it, the whole medium changed big time. And so I said, that was it. You know, I'd come to that point of where I was going to do what I wanted to do. Um, so I just literally said, bollocks, you know, I'm going to specialise in the music industry. And that's what I did. Um, because not only from a commercial aspect of it, which forgive me, that it's not about the commercial side of anything I do. Yeah. Obviously there is what there is one attached to it, but it's not about that. You know, it's literally about the art. It's always about the art, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was a case of where it was a creative stop that I'd come to, you know, um, in my in my head emotionally and, and what I do is very, very passion driven emotional you know kind of sexual thing that i do yeah you know and if you haven't got the components it just really don't work so and it come to that point where i said no that's it i'm gonna i'm gonna move into to doing what i've really wanted to do you know yeah. and um as the music business as you know certainly at that time had creative license you know mm. uh to do whatever you wanted to do oh definitely and uh you know, so that really opened up a massive door for me. Um, and from there, I then started to set my stall out that I wanted to work with these guys that had been my heroes. You know, these people that had made me what I am today. You know, I'd sat in in the smoke-filled bedroom, you know, with various different substances and, <laughs> you know, in the dark, listening to Humble Pie Rock in the Film Hall and, you know, again, another one of my heroes, Rory Gallagher, who changed my changed my life for good. Yeah. You yeah. know, when I first saw Rory. Um, oh. And th- that kind of thing then became, 
it became an obsession. It became a, you know, a, a, a journey, a, a trip that I had to make. Um, and yeah, you know, I've been lucky enough. Jesus has looked after me, you know, and, uh, you know, I do what I do now. Oh, you can hear it in your voice that there's a passion there. It must be, it seems to me like you pick not the sensible option, but what you really want to do, what you, what you're driven towards. Oh God, yeah, man. I mean, it's it, it's it's always been about that. It's a hard business. It's a very very hard business, not only from a creative perspective, but it's a very hard business, you know, to to actually be in. Yeah. You have to understand it, and you have to you have to feel the vibe the same as as the artists do, because these guys are artists. They're, they're, musicians is too small a word. Yeah. You know, artists they are. You know, and their medium is music, but. You know, you you have to. You expect you take a long long time to work your way into the acceptance of it, and certainly to get as close as what I have done and do to a lot of these people. You know, you have to be very trustworthy. You have to be, dare I say, it, a nice guy, and you have to yeah. you have to understand how the craft is is you know created. It's not just about taking shots of some coconut playing music it's a lot lot more than that yeah <laughs> you got you know what i'm saying yeah absolutely you gotta you gotta feel the the passion in it and and get to know the people oh god man. People. Yeah, yeah 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 if you haven't got that you waste your time this is Stuart pink on phoenix fm if you head onto your website, Nick Elliott Dog Photography, yep. people can see some yep. of your your stunning work and they, they might recognize just a few faces on on that site Right, there's, there's there's quite a lot of images on there that don't even show a face. <laughs> that is deliberate. That is that is categorically deliberate. <laughs> so other other body items are are, are available. Um, I was I was looking yeah, at yeah. some of the people you for for photographed. I mean, I'm basically looking at my dream gig here. There's some right. awesome names in this. I, I got a super group in mind. Then is that where you are? Oh, oh my God! Yeah, go on then. You, give us your your. Uh... No, no, you first. You first. You start it. Let's let's hear yours. Oh, super! Oh, blimey, Moses! I mean, you've got Robert Plant in there, so that's that's a decent start, isn't it? That's, God, yeah, yeah. Rock God straight from the off. I mean, Justin Hawkins up front would be rather nice. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Nice guy. Yep. Nice guy. No class act. More charisma than anybody in most rooms. I would I would, mm. I would wager. And yeah, course, top man. You got people like Status Quo there to provide free calls if you need them. Oh God, the legendary choir. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that was that was definitely a bit of a bit of a, a result for me when I got that gig. I mean, I'd listened to the choir for years. You know, again, they'd influenced me to such a degree. You know, and yeah. uh, to actually realise that you were then going to do something with these guys. You know, and uh, was man life changing, man. You know, it was a case of you, you kind of met up with these guys, you walked on stage and, you know, you, you shook, or I did, you know, that the whole thing was yeah. was so, so electric for me, you know. I've had a couple of experiences like that. Alice Cooper was another one. Um, oh. Bit of a shame that I never, ever got to shoot Rory, which is a shame, despite the fact I saw him three times, but he died before, you know, I had the chance because for, for me, Rory Gallagher, it started and finished with that yeah know. yeah You're and right. uh, ACDC you know oh my god which was a, another um, kind of life changing um, 
trip that was, yeah. you know. But, I mean, I've had so many of them. I mean, certainly with Robert Plant because, again, Bob had been such a massive part of my growing up, my upbringing. And um, although we didn't listen to that so much of that kind of stuff as a family, my dad was extremely tight into music, you know. So my upbringing was very much a lot of jazz, a lot of blues, you know, even ballet. You know, I know a shitload yeah. about classical music, <laughs> would you believe? Oh, well. You know, but it's it's where it all started, man. You know, it's it's where it all started, and and yeah, we reap the benefits and the rewards of what those creative geniuses had, had, had produced you know yeah. hundreds of years ago like for you meeting people like these that are your idols and oh god man I mean yeah 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 well I, I've ticked so many boxes you know and I mean I, I had a cup of tea with Robert Plant and uh, you know as soon as you <laughs> kind of I, I literally walked backstage and there he stood <gasps> you know and oh you god. couldn't you couldn't believe you was two feet away from Bob Plant, you know? Yeah. And the man is so he's charismatic, you know? He's just, you, he, everything that you expect Robert Plant to be is more. Yeah. Oh, it's just, you know, it's, it's orgasmic. <laughs> it really is. Uh, it'd probably be easier to, uh, to be honest with you, to, to talk about the people you haven't met than, than the ones you have, because there's so many of them. So many great okay. artists here. Right. So what I want to do is go a quick yep. fire round of a uh, little sneak behind the scenes of these people. Okay. Have you ever heard, okay. you ever played Snog, Marry, Avoid? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, not, not, not on radio, but we'll do it. <laughs> do whatever you want to do. So there's a radio-friendly version called Snog, Marry, Avoid. Right. So okay. out of all the artists and, and creatives you've, you've photographed over the years, who would you snog, who would you marry, and who would you definitely avoid? Uh, who would I snog? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't have to actually. Oh, I know you got the. No, phone no, I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting signals here, man. I'm getting signals, but, but obviously I can't answer that because it's for the radio. Um, uh, oh, I don't know. Let me think about it. I mean, Katie Tunstall. Oh yes, um, lovely Katie. Yeah, she's a bit special. She's she's a serious serious artist. I did quite a lot of stuff with her. She features in two or three of my books for the Cambridge Folk Festival. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that, man. I'd have to think about that, you know? Yeah, we, we can come back I to mean, that. I mean, I'm a big fan of Bonnie Wright. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, big fan of Bonnie Wright. I don't know. Let, let's let's pass over that one and get, let me think. <laughs> come back to that. What was the other questions? Uh, who would you marry and who would you avoid? Uh, the other who one. would I marry? So you, you can snog well, one, you've got to live with one, and that's a I big wouldn't commitment. Marry, I wouldn't. I wouldn't marry no f***er anymore. I've done, I've done that twice. <laughs> and and that, I tell you now, no. It's not a spectator sport, um, Not at all. Um, so I might rain check on that. Um, what was the other one? Avoid? Yeah. Uh, avoid. Avoid. Who, do, who would I really avoid? Um, cool dear. I don't know. I don't really make a habit of avoiding people, to be honest. Oh. Um, in or out of the business. Who would you um, be uh, worried about your mum catching you spending the night with um, well, in terms of avoiding? Who gets in the trouble? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that kind of thing was pretty loose, man, at 51. It was, it, you know, no, it's, it's whatever whatever made her son happy was my view, my mum's view. So forgive me, forgive me for my very kind of... 
that's fair not enough. descriptive answers <laughs> <laughs> i didn't expect that i didn't expect that who do you reckon out of all the ones you've met uh, is the most rock and roll off camera oh the most rock and roll um Thin Liz is pretty mean. Thin Liz is pretty mean. Scott oh. Gorham, one of the nicest blokes in rock. Um, yeah. Bob Geldof, I enjoyed the time spent with Geldof. Um, he, he, he's he's pretty. He's, he's everything that you expect Bob Geldof to be. Yeah. You know, um, and I love the guy. I really do love the guy. Um, oh, I don't know who's the most rock and roll. Like Christ, there's been there's been so many. Man, Metallica. Iron Maiden, Motorhead, I probably would say Lemmy. Oh, yes. Motorhead, I, I would probably say Motorhead. Motorhead, yeah, yeah, would, would tick the box of the most rock and roll, I think. <laughs> but a lot of the Americans, they, they kick ass. They know how to do it. Oh, just like part of the, part of the way of life, isn't it? It's oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, the Americans are. <laughs> I'm a big, a, big, a big fan of the Americans, and they know how to, how to, how to do it, you know. Yeah. They really do. I just love American rock and I love the bands. And well, if I had a chance, you know, the, the kind of band that I haven't managed to do anything with uh, is Aerosmith. And they're the guys that I would really like to shoot. Tyler. Oh, or the Foos. Yes. The, Foos are, the Foos are pretty mean. Oh, blimey. Yeah. Get Dave Grohl up there. Yeah. 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 I actually I checked out a bit, of a bit of a trailer for his film. Have you seen his film? No. He's released a film. I think Ooh. it is the end of April, um, something like that, uh, which is basically, you know, go buy a van and get out there and play music is is pretty much the summary of the whole story. Yeah. Oh, and wow. it's directed, yeah, directed, he starts Grot, but he talks to Lars Ulrich and, you know, a couple of the guys. Oh, my God. Um, he speaks to they're some really good really good people you know the, the, I think the basic story is um, of how it started for the films and how it starts with with any serious band you know uh, four or five geezers get together they buy a van and spend the rest of their life in that for the next ten years you know trying to break it yeah um, oh, and that's what the film's about so he goes out he's, he's doing Q and A's with you know people like the Peppers, Lars, Ulrich, there's there's no end of names of faces in it, you know, and it's, it, I think it comes out the end of April. Um, and he's released his biography as well, um, which I think is later on in the year, so, and uh, he is, yeah, he's a rock star, isn't he? Grohl, a oh, rock star. Absolutely, I was one of the very few lucky people to see him at the uh, Club Enemy in London, where he just turned All up right, at, nice. at a random small gig. Him and his mate, uh, Rick Astley. <laughs> As you do. Uh, yeah, well, I might, well, I know, but I, uh, well, I mean, obviously, kind of the the history of Rick Astley, you know, from it from yeah. the time is is literally a bit, you know, dubious, and it? it was at the time. <laughs> but the guy, the guy can do it, can't he? He's, he's a, a singer. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he totally is. Yeah. Oh, it's great night. and a nice guy, I'm told. Phoenix ninety eight FM. If I had the power to put together my dream gig, I reckon you probably would have met most of them. Uh, but we're talking about gigs and stuff. If if We've all been to gigs and tried to take photographs and they've turned out absolutely terrible. Obviously, yep. a lifetime of experience is what you have in making that happen and uh, you can't really give us that over the phone. But how do you go about capturing the essence of a gig in a photograph and taking a good photo gig, a gig photo? Well, it's, it's a feel for me. 
that's what it's about, Stu. Um, as, I, as I kind of lightly touched on earlier on, it's, it's not about photography for me. Photography is purely, you know, the, the medium that I used to create the art. Mm. Um, it was literally a tool. It still is. Um, the whole thing, for me, it comes from within. It's a connection. It's an emotional thing. It's a passion-driven thing. Um, and, you know, as I touched on earlier on, there's an element of sexual kind of vibe goes on in that, you know, and, and, and they're the ingredients for me. Yeah. So, you, you know, I mean, I think that, um, again, because it, it, it's, it is very much about the images, it is a very much about creating one-off pieces of fine art that will live on long after my death. So... The whole thing for me doesn't have a structure. It doesn't have, well, you do this, you do that, you, you don't, or I don't. You know, it's a case that you, you literally, you get into that place and, and it, it comes from within. It, it's a gift. That's what I think. Yeah. You know, it's a gift that, that, that God, Jesus, has, has given me, the same as anybody else, great artist, I think. You know, it, it's not it's not something that's taught. It's something that is given to you, you know, at birth. That's what I think. Yeah. You so, know, that may be distributed, but that's just my, my view, you know. Right. So I mean to say, um, you know, to, to even kind of say, well, you do this, you do that. No, you do your own thing. That's the important thing. Yeah. You, you find something, you find something that works, you find something that, that kicks and sparks and, 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 you know, really, really gives you everything you, well, then you're on the right track. I guess looking at, through some of your, some of your examples on your website and stuff, it's about capturing a moment because each one of those, you can really kind of feel what's going on there and the, the, the vibe in the room. Well, there's a lot of that. Um, but really for me, the kind of, the main objective is to get within the veil. Um, and that is to 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 kind of pass through the, the 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 performance and the rest of it and get down to the real deep character of what these people are all about. Yeah, you know, it's easy to look at people. Um, you know, again, people like Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper is a good example. Who, who it is a raw out and out legend of a rock star. It shows a show stopping. Yeah. You know, they're, they're must see, but their kind is incredibly soft spoken, very, very detected, very cultural, you know, but to see the going to his shows and to see how it's just, I, I mean, I mean, I still will say in, in Mojo or whatever, you know, that is not the character that comes over. And what I kind of, hope to achieve with the images is I get the true character of what these people are about. So as well as as well as the rock art, uh, probably touching on that, you, you do something else you've termed dark art. Tell us a bit about that. Well, it's, I mean, that really is, um, I've been doing projects uh, over the past three years. These things have kind of been a collective cluster of work that has been, um, you know, kind of, stacking up over my lifetime really Stu that's that's where it comes from yeah you know and there's this one particular um project that I've I've recently completed called loss and it summarizes the the degrees and amount of loss in my life 
mm. through four people, you know, and a situation of, uh, of emotional loss. And the conceptual dark art is an ongoing project. Um, it's called dark because it is dark. And hopefully I will be, well, the plan is to release several volumes of books over the next kind of two or three years, yeah. um, which were, they're very explicit. Um, these things uh, are rated triple X, you know, and, um, but it's a, it, it is a, it's a movement away from what I'm known for, um, but it is a representation, a true one, of every emotion that I have felt and continue to feel through my life. Yeah. So yeah. I've created this several bodies of work that, um, to a degree, they, they so one or two of them hit at the man, they hit at the system society in the UK, you know, but they do hit very much of a visual representation of every single emotion that I feel and have felt over the past X amount of years, you know. So I've created, we'll say, heartbreak, upset, anger, passion, sexual frustration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then there is a visual image, an imagery that literally represents all those emotions. Uh, this oh, wow. thing is going to be a tour and exhibition. Um, it, hoping I'm looking to take it worldwide and certainly to the US. Um, and uh, like I say, there's going to be several books on the back of this. Um, but it is an ongoing thing. But it's extremely extreme. Very extreme. It's because, uh, as, as I've kind of said, Stu, I don't care anymore. And that really, uh, from a creative perspective, you know, there's no lines, there's no holes, there's no, there's no kind of room for, well, you can't do that. Well, I've just done Yeah, that's the sweet spot to so, be in, isn't it? Where, where you, totally. don't, you don't care, you can totally. take the mask off. And that has allowed an awful lot of freedom, creatively, visually, in every shape and form. You know, it, it's been an awakening, man, an awakening big time. It's be exciting for you to to go from capturing other people's lives and other people's stories and to to sort of depicting your own. For example, well, it, it is because all these all these works are they are self portraits. That's what they are. Mm. Um, so there's no models. There's no that nonsense. You know, this literally is all about me in a visual form. Fantastic, and the first of the first of many, maybe. If if this is a life. oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, there's there's I, I think there's seven there's seven projects. Um, one or two of them are, are coming to the end of now, but there is five that are totally complete. There, some of them are relatively small bodies of work, kind of you know, amounting to probably about thirty, forty images in some cases, less in some cases. Um, but it's it, it's what it is. It's dark, fine art. That's what it is. You know, there, there is there is clearly a representation of that I am a rock art photographer in there, and the rock and roll vibe. You know, the kind of dirtiness of that is still there. Yeah. But it is very much a a avant garde art kind of renaissance. All those type of periods are thrown in. Fantastic. And where could people find out more about, about all this? 
Well, people can't, because <laughs> no, it's yeah. all under wraps at the minute. Uh, um, but, I mean, you know, the best place to kind of follow all what goes on, uh, I mean, social media, I'm everywhere. Um, Wikipedia is, you know, Wikipedia pages are a good place to kind of source history and, and any kind of in-depth that you want to know. Yeah. Um, but it's nuclear.info is your official news page. Um, so that's nuclear.info. Um, and all the stories are on there and, and everything goes out there on a regular. You featured on there before we even got to this stage. I know, I saw my, my, my beautiful face, you have a face bar yeah, everything on there. <laughs> that's it. Be nice to have seen your full kind of features. Um, but uh, you <laughs> know, everything goes out there. You know, it, it's looked after very well. That is by, by my team. And you know, I've got a top team. It's, it's a fantastic job. And, um, you know, so everything is on there. So that is the best place. So uh, we, I, I first heard of you uh, and, and we were in touch because we have a mutual friend in Dom from Dead Reynolds. Oh, yeah, my, my dear friend Dom Greenwood. Yeah, he's top man. Top man. I love Dom a lot. Absolute legend. Uh, now, you are putting together a couple of documentaries, and one of those includes Dead Reynolds. So tell us, what, what is a document, a documentary? Well, a documentary is it's something that, I mean, obviously based around the kind of concept of a documentary. I call it a documentary. It's, it's a, uh, they're projects that I came up with. Um, it's something that I wanted to do, um, and I've done one with uh, the former drummer of The Darkness, Ed Graham. Oh, fantastic. Um, I've done one with um, 60s uh, rockers Marmalade, which really started the whole thing in 2015. Yeah. Uh, I was commissioned to do, um, you know, artwork for a, a, a double album and CD and DVDs, but the band and the rest of it. And it was the ideal opportunity to move it into the rockumentary um, kind of genre. Mm. And the rockumentary is... Um, it is a, a, a no holes barred, a no rules implemented um, image representation of the band. Okay. Uh, backstage, playing, having a burger, having a drink, getting whatever it is, the no, whole thing yeah. is then documented. And like I say, I've just, well, we're just on the end of doing the, the, the uh, kind of, um, one that I've been doing with Earl Slick. Um, obviously, know who Earl Slick is. Um, but, um, you know, he was Bowie's guitarist. Um, he worked on the Station Station album. He featured very much with a lot of Bowie's work. Oh, wow. Worked yeah. with John Lennon, New York's Dolls, Buddy Guy, Yoko Ono, you name it. Slick's a legend. Check him out wow. if, you, if you're not familiar. Yeah. But Earl Slick is rock and roll man as you've never known it. He really is. Yeah. And, uh, Every time Slick comes into the country, because he, he, he's American, lives in just outside New York, we've hooked up, we've become very dear friends. And uh, we did this, we've done this documentary, and these projects always end up in a touring exhibition, um, but always have the destination of a fine art coffee table book. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Because again, books, I have my own publishing company. Um, and they, that looks after all my fine art and all the books and all that kind of stuff. And for me, the, there's only one destination for what I do, and that's a coffee table book, you know, along with a, a tour and exhibition. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of, to move on from that, you know, 
because obviously I'm around this kind of stuff all the time and up and coming back that, you know, I really started to spark it. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I met these guys three years, about three years ago. Yeah. And uh, like I said, they're, they're top guys. They really are. You know, plus the fact they could do the job and their, their stuff is really starting to, you know, start to melt through people. Oh, they're popping up. Um, they? Yes. They are. They are. Phoenix 98 FM. Previous guests on the As Yet Untitled Rock Show, the brilliant Dead Reynolds. Their current single, Bright Lights, from their debut album, Breathe with Strangers, which comes out in August this year. Some absolute bangers on there. Uh, cheeky little reminder, you can hear Dom from Dead Reynolds chatting to us on the As Yet Untitled Rock Show, alongside a few of the aforementioned bangers at phoenixfm.com. Although, right now, we are talking to somebody else who knows all about Dead Reynolds, rock art photographer and all-round top bloke, Nick Elliott. So, rather than listen to me back on about the music, for a change, I'm going to let Nick tell you exactly what it was that first piqued his interest in Dead Reynolds. You're listening to the Well... I mean, it was basically the kind of potential that they showed and the fact that, you know, they, like I said, we kind of hooked up and it was at a festival um, in Norfolk, actually, in Kingsley, when I first met them. And, um, you know, we kind of just really hit it off. And, you know, I'm a very relationship-orientated type of guy, so you have to be able to get on with these people, you know. And, well, especially uh, if you're going to spend that time with them behind oh, the scenes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they're, they're really nice guys. You know, I love them all. I really do. And uh, like I say, we've, we've, we've kind of been restricted with the COVID, you know, so we haven't been able to get on. But funnily enough, uh, I messaged Don only this morning. Um, and uh, hopefully we're going to catch up sometime early in May when this thing starts to loosen up a bit, you know. Fantastic. But I've kind of handpicked one or two people, there's another singer-songwriter guy, um, guy called John Pete, check this guy out. Um, you know, he's he's a class actor's job. And, um, you know, not, not I won't say he's, he, he's not nothing like as rock-orientated as the Reynolds, um, yeah. but uh, it's, it's very clever music, very well-crafted, lyrically, musically, production-wise, you know, he's very, very hot on it. And, um, you know, so... Uh, we, me and John again have become dear friends, and we hooked up, and we're doing uh, a documentary. So they're the two that I'm working on at the minute. Awesome. And John is is love songs for losers. Am I, am I right? That's the guy. Yep, yeah, that's the guy. We'll, we'll Check him, him out. Get him in the playlist later on. Fab. Fantastic stuff. That'd be nice. Yep. You're spotting all this talent same time as us. It's, it must be an interesting thing. We taking these photographs and going to these gigs and stuff. It's like a byproduct of being involved in the music industry. So you just get all this new stuff just appears. It's fantastic, oh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's, as you know, I mean, you, you know, you're probably more aware than I am, Stu. You know, there's a lot of good stuff out there, but is there a lot of exceptional stuff? No, there isn't. Um, yeah. Not in my view, you know, but I, th- I think certainly the Reynolds and, and John Peach are exceptional. They're standout. They're standout. You know, they're like the kind of Beckhams of the world. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Best thing out of Cambridge since Wills and Kate. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I probably want. I wouldn't put them two in the same kind of box as the Reynolds, but okay. Nah. <laughs> yeah, probably, I know where you are. Probably need it, their own their own box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't mind yeah, sharing. Mind you, they live it. They, they got a nice house, haven't they? Got a nice house. Yeah, yeah. It seems alright, did it? Pretty spacious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the better Barrett homes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you've got a couple of other things coming up. You've got you've got a, a new book, uh, a documentary film. Tell, tell us what else is coming in Nick, Nick Elliott's world. Well, that's that's a that's a documentary that I was approached by a production company. Um, I think it was probably about August last year um, time. Um, uh, it's uh, a production company called Ata and Films in Norwich, and um, I, I, I'm I know this guy, the guy who, who is the CEO of the company, this guy called Andy Turner. Um, and uh, he kind of said, you know, look, I would really, really something I've always wanted to do is I, I, I wanted to do a documentary on you and your life. Um, so the, the the film's title is a story so far. Um, and again, we've sh- we've only done probably about two or three kind of sessions on this, um, but it is moving along slowly. But obviously, COVID, we had to kind of ice it for for some time, mm. um, and we're starting again on that in the next month or so. That's uh, hopefully, well, it's going to be about an 18 months, two year project. And uh, actually, when I, I, I do the um, American tour later on in the year, um, the crew's coming out to document the whole tour, uh, which will be a nice addition to the film. Fantastic. Um, and uh, so, you know, that thing, it's going to go on general release, Netflix, Amazon Prime, the full nine yards. Um, but uh, it, it's it's a very. It's what I call out the desks, though. It's there's no editing. This you, you shoot what there is, you shoot what it what is said, and and that's it. And that's how we're going to run it. Yeah. So it's a very exciting project. Um, and like I say, I'm I'm keen to get back to it. There's that, um, you know. Then there's the, obviously the American tour and and a lot of stuff we're looking at for next year to to go back and continue several tours of the US. Um, that is a massive project. Yeah. And then I have um, a fine art rock book coming out uh, towards the end of the year. That's the plan, which will be the first volume of a trilogy, which again is something that's kind of been laying around for the past kind of six, seven years and something again that I've always wanted to do. And uh, this is, you know, this is part of all the years of being in this business, really. Um, it, it, it will be something that's very, very different. Um, I'd probably rather not say too much about that at this stage, if, if you're okay with that. Yeah, um, we'll get you back on it, when it's out. It is going to be special. Yeah, I'd love to come back on and talk about, you know, Pacific things and the rest of it, and, you know, even to talk about the, the US tour. And we could even do something from out there, you know, yes. if you wanted. Take it to America. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, there's this kind of um, loon- well, a little bit of lunacy that I'm involved in, which is called Two Go Man in Norfolk. Um, and this is basically, uh, it's going to be a TV show. Uh, we're going to run it as a TV pilot with a view to production companies picking it up. Um, but it's two guys um, trucking around Norfolk, oh, wow. acting lunatics, having a laugh, and just, you know, the juxtaposition between me and, again, Andy Blythe, who, who is the other guy that's involved in it, you know, is quite, quite 
a, a working kind of thing, you know, and it's really good because yeah. Andy is so different character to, to to me, you know, and it's a bit like The Odd Couple, you know, the film The Odd Couple um, and that kind of thing, but we're taking it on the road and um, awesome. we're going to do this from a motorhome, which is Andy's motorhome called Pentest One, <laughs> you know. Brilliant. So we're going to truck around and uh, just, you know, kind of hook up with people in Norfolk, go to some of the the attractions and all the things that make Norfolk the special place that it is, you know. And it's going to be a lot of laughs, a lot of giggles, but it's going to be a factual kind of magazine programme at the same time. So yeah. there is that. And then there's obviously the, the, the fine art projects and the rest of it that I'm working on it on, per, you know, kind of... Um, permanently that will be running um but just looking forward man to get getting out there and hopefully if it ever warms up in this bloody country you know <laughs> we can have a bit of a bit of outside work you know what i'm saying go outdoors it feels like there's so much yeah. that you've got going on has been been sort of sat on hold while this has been going on so i'm excited to see what the rest of the year brings for you when you can you can get out there and, and crack on with it all well, that it has because, I mean, you know, I kind of um, spent a fabulous Christmas with my partner um, this yeah. last Christmas. And, uh, you know, we had two and a bit weeks of kind of just putting everything together, a bit of the old festive gig, you know, a bit of FC and all the stuff as you do, you yeah. know, chocolate snowmen, you know. And then, uh, and then I kind of walked into early January and then suddenly Boris and his mates shut the door again. Yeah, you know, so it was a real bark because you know you, you you're fired up, ready to go, you know, and then ah uh, oh, okay. I mean, I support all what's been done, you know, I really do, and I don't think we can do enough to yeah. to try and eradicate this once and for all, you know. Um, so I'm a big supporter of it, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a kind of a bit of well, me. You yeah, know? that took us all a bit by surprise. You got to the four-play stage, but didn't get any further, you know, because she pulled the rug. You know what I'm saying? Left you hanging for 12 months. Indeed, yeah. indeed, you know. <laughs> left the building. And cuffed to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know where I am. Oh, exactly, exactly. Well, Nick, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. Thanks for coming on and, uh, and sharing your, some of your stories. Uh, Not a problem at all. It's been it's been very enjoyable, Stu, and I, I love you lots, man. Great, really good. I'm looking forward to hearing the show. I've been Stuart Pink, and you've been listening to the Now You're Talking podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Now I consider myself very lucky to have met and talked to some incredible people from so many walks of life, ranging from comedy icons and movie stars to community heroes legends of rock school kids the fastest man in a tuk-tuk and a 104 year old chicken farmer all sorts has been going on from backstage at latitude festival and cliffs pavilion to zoom calls pubs classrooms and care homes i've thoroughly enjoyed unearthing over a hundred fascinating life stories from over a hundred awesome people to hear another one or to hear all of these episodes and these chats go to stuartpink.com forward slash interviews you can also subscribe to this podcast to get the next one delivered directly to your device at stuartpink.com the whole
nine yards, man. What a bark. <laughs> it is. We're back. We're back live. We're, we're back. Back, thank God, it ain't live. Can you imagine? Jesus. <laughs>